Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. We stream it live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Oh, yeah. It is Hump Day, Wednesday. Really easy show. Coming up, we're going to talk about how the brass, the Stephen Jones of the world, sounds off on the Cowboys off season. He's talking Tyler Smith, you know, where they view him. He's talking NFL draft, specific position, tight ends, right? And then in the roundup, another easy mock draft. Todd McShay drops a uh, three-round three round mock draft. A lot of weapons, a lot of weapons. Plus, Dak Prescott also sits down with one Adam Schefter. So, we'll get into all that. By the way, y'all, my apologies if y'all hear what's happening. Next door, uh, my neighbors got the the uh, lawn maintenance people here. So, there's going to be a, a lot of that going on. But, we'll fight through it. Please fight through it with me and, and uh, we'll be all right. But, jeez, I can, I can hear it right now real bad. My bad, y'all, man. My bad. Look, it is what it is. Appreciate y'all for being here, Bomb Squad. Easy show. I mean, I'm borderline ready to press. Where is it at? Borderline ready to roll out the TV today. This might be one of the shorter shows of the offseason as we start to uh, get closer and closer to this draft. There's not a whole lot out there right now news-wise. A lot of teams are keeping things close to the vest. They don't want to say too much. They don't want to do too much. Free agency is pretty much going to be at a halt for the most part until, you know, Post-draft, you know, teams aren't really looking to spend a whole lot of money until they see what their squad looks like after the fact. So, uh, and funny because Dak actually talks about that with Ezekiel Elliott. But yeah, man, I, I just think that right now it's, it's pretty tough to get anything crossing the wire. So this is where kind of we got to be a bit creative here. And fortunately, Steven went on 105.3 The Fan and he said some things and as always with the Joneses, a lot of things are fluff, but there are some things you can pull out of there and you can dissect and talk about. And that's what we're going to do. We got a handful of clips and we'll listen to those. And that'll be that, man. Uh, call into the show if you want. 351-999-3787. I see McKay said the roller TV brings me back 100%. That's why I use it, man. I remember those days when you saw that rolling TV coming out, you knew it was an easy day. I could take a nap. I could chill i can doodle whatever you wanted to do man whatever you wanted to do all right i wish it was, i wish i had a massive estate now i am i am going to have these guys come back tomorrow and do our yawn our lawn but they doing theirs today and it's it is kind of annoying not gonna lie to you because it starts right as we're doing the show but it is what it is man y'all here we gonna do what we gotta do and have a fantastic show so let's go ahead and hit this roundup <laughs> It's time. Time. It's time. time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. 
cutting that grass. So Dak Prescott sat down with Adam Schefter. And look, Shefty might be a great insider. Nah, his interviews are kind of boring to me, but uh, and he spoke with Dak. So, of course, we're going to try to see what we can find within that audio that Dak Prescott mentioned to Schefter. Now, now Dak is a, a pro's pro when it comes to these interviews. He knows how to say a lot without saying nothing. Uh, but he did speak a little bit on Brandon Cooks. Remember, they had their first day, I believe it was Monday, of off-season workouts. So that was the first time he got a chance to throw to Brandon Cooks. And he said, quote, it was very exciting to throw to him a day. The guy is different. That is real speed. The Cowboys have been so reluctant on bringing in legitimate offensive wide receiver speed threats, right? Like, not the Turpins of the world, but the Brandon Cookses of the world. So Dak gets a guy finally, right? And Dak like, damn, that up fast. And I love it, man. So he's excited to have that speed on offense. Um, I don't think it's going to take long for, for Dak to get in a rhythm with Brandon Cooks. We, we kind of mentioned this over the last couple seasons. When you look at guys like Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb. It didn't take long for Dak Prescott to get in a rhythm with those dudes. And then when you bring in an exceptional talent like a C.D. Lamb and he could kind of just fit in with things and he's not, you know, the feature guy where it's a whole lot on his plate. It didn't take long to click with C.D. Lamb when he could, you know, be the second, third type guy. I feel the same way with Brandon Cooks. I don't think it's going to take long for him to click with Brandon Cooks, especially since Cooks has been around a block. He's played with multiple quarterbacks. He's played in multiple systems, and he's played with some Super Bowl-winning head coaches. This will be the third Super Bowl-winning head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Sean Fourth, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy, Bill Belichick. So Cooks knows how he knows how to integrate himself within a new team, within a new system, within a new quarterback. And the set the same can be said for Dak in regards to integrating himself with veteran wide receiver so i think this is going to be a match made in heaven um i can't wait to see it i'm excited for it for many camps just to kind of get the footage of seeing these two uh being on the same page so goodbye to a bunch of these option routes hello to a lot of these speed routes and i'm excited for it dak also was asked about ezekiel elliott and of course adam Schefter had to bring that up right and when he when he was asked about the possibility of Ezekiel Elliott returning to the Cowboys, he said, quote, that sure would be nice. There are a lot of people not only on the team, but in the organization that would love that. I'm sure Zeke would as well. Hopefully that could happen. That's his boy. I get it. He's one of his best friends. Uh, they have a real life brother relationship off the field. Of course, he would welcome him back. Uh until it until it's done, I don't even think that we can fully rule it out either. You know, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Dallas should come away with a running back in this draft pretty easily. But if for some strange reason they decide not to do that, for some strange reason they wait till round seven or undrafted and, and they feel corner to bring him back that that could be a possibility but right now i'm going to say that's a no until we see what happens here in the draft 
Of course, he wants him back. But I, I don't I don't see it happening right now. Speaking of running backs, Todd McShay's latest three-round mock draft for the Dallas Cowboys goes as this. First round, they get Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. Second round, they get tight end Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. And third round, they get running back Kendra Miller back out of TCU. So they get two TCU teammates and the receiving threat of Sam Laporta at tight end. Interesting about the Sam Laporta thing because we're going to listen to Stephen Jones a little bit here, and he's going to talk about tight end. And low key, the Laporta doesn't fit exactly what Stephen was talking about and what the Cowboys historically do for their tight end one types, but tight end two, part of the room. I think we can see that happening. But uh, what would you guys say about this type of mock here? Quentin Johnston, Sam Laporta, Kendra Miller. Y'all know me. I really would love to get a guard here in the top three rounds in every single mock draft possible. I'm giving the Cowboys a guard in the top three rounds. Uh, but Johnston and Laporta, I mean, it gives you a, a, a way to kind of easily transition into the wide receiver room if you move off of Gallup. If Cooks is gone after a year or two, you kind of keep those weapons replenishing there. Uh Laporta feels much more like a tight end, too, to me. Compliment to an all-around tight end. I, I, I kind of view him in a Peyton Hendershot type of role, you know? Move around, line him up out wide, not going to ask him to do a lot of inline things. But this is definitely a weapon-heavy heavy draft right here for Todd McShay. Uh, doesn't really address the interior on either side of the ball. But, hey, get a ton of weapons. You get a ton of weapons. Let's see over here how y'all feel about this one here. Nick says no DT. Reggie says it's okay. Uh, take out the tight end and give us a guard. I'll be happy with that. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Like if in any of these mock drafts, drafts, if I can get a guard in the top three rounds, it's really going to be hard for me to hate what happens around that. Um, and that could be a sky, but you, you know, you, you're pressing for a need. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Now, I'm not saying reach for one in round one. I'm not saying reach for one in round two. I'm not saying completely deviate from your board. But if it's close, right? BPA, a position of need type situation. If it's close and I'm staring at my second ranked guard and, and my fourth ranked tight end or something like that, I'm not really going to go away from that guard. And, it, you know, so even if that guard is, player and we're talking second round player 64 and that tight end is player 59 i think i'm gonna go with the guard and we're just throwing things out there but that's kind of how where i'm at with it i don't agree with the johnston selection says sam yeah a lot of people are, are starting to be out on quentin johnston um i'm, I'm i'd be fine with a quentin johnston I, again who's on the board i really don't want a receiver in general around one anymore since we got brandon cooks but but who's on the board if johnston is one of the guys uh to me, that would be saying, hey, Gallup, you want a clock, man? You want a clock. So uh, I like him. Jay Money, what about Mafi late? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where is Mafi going? But I will 100% take Mafi. I think where we were talking, where I was talking about is round four is about the floor, per se, whatever you want to call it, for, for Mafi. I don't really see him going 
beyond that in a draft where it's not a heavy interior uh, draft. I think we're going to save Dane's draft for Friday at the Cock Confirm, but that was McShay's latest three-round mock draft. Uh, before we get into Stephen Jones's interview here, again, we're going to kind of break down a lot of what he had to say. Let's hear what our guy Los has to say. Good morning, my man. Good morning, Scott, man. Hey, I hope you're having a great morning. Almost time for draft season, so hey, Almost. we're getting close to football, which is crazy, man. Like we, it, it, I mean, I, I just imagine like, man, two weeks ago we had this heartbreaking loss from San Francisco, but now on to better, you know, on to a new beginning and on to a new opportunity to see what we can do. Hey, everybody's going to know. Exactly. Only only one team can raise a trophy, and hopefully it's us. But um, and let me say this: I think, I think drafting an offensive line, I think that's where the Cowboys should go in the first round. And I don't know who that might be, but I feel like if you drive a draft a tight end or a wide receiver, yeah, you can add more weapons. But I don't feel like that. I don't know, Scott. I feel like you're gonna have to find some playing time for them. And if I want my number one guy from the first round, I want him to be. Like, every, not every snap, but he has to be impacting the play from top to bottom and be, be able to develop the way I want him to, to be in the next level in the NFL. And in my opinion, Scott, who do you think that lineman is? If we, were to go, if we were to go to, like, you know, get a, 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 a you know, 26 in a lineman, because, like, my idea was either Steve Avila, which he would be a reach. I don't think he's a for, uh, for sure first rounder. But he has a good potential to be. But other than that, I mean, Anton Harrison has a capability to maybe maybe putting him in the left, but I don't know. Like, I really do feel like you got to go tackle or guard first round because mm-hmm. I think that will give you the best bang for your buck on the Cowboys side. But that's my opinion, and I, I, I don't want to hear what you think, uh, Scott. All right, man. P- appreciate you, Los. Uh, no k- kind of a perfect segue here. Kind of gave me the alley. We going to oop it. We were joking about this yesterday and Steven kind of basically what he's saying is what I'm saying here. If you don't get a certain position in round one, the draft is not over. You know, uh, there are many offensive linemen that, that, that I could, you know, obviously the top guys, the Skaronskis, the Parises of the world, Anton Harris, Broderick Jones. Um, I mean, you you name it. any of those top guys, I would walk them to the Cowboys in round one. But if they don't take an offensive lineman, if they don't take a guard, it is not the end of the world. And let's go ahead and get into the the audio from Stephen Jones. They asked him about how he felt about the offseason. Right. And he started to rave about the trades and he started to rate about how getting guys back like Dono and and, and, and adding pieces to where they can go into this draft and draft pure um here is steven jones on basically drafting pure in this draft although we did lose a few guys overall we felt like uh we're in a great place going into the draft and that's where we usually try to get uh if you're able to do that then you can certainly be more pure uh in terms of your uh, uh draft situation and you know feel like uh that we can do that uh as we head into 
uh, you know, draft week next week. It's uh, we think we're in a great situation to uh, really improve our football team, but not be pressed necessarily to to draft for a need or or that type of situation. And kind of going along with that, when you say be more pure in the draft, does that mean it's easier to just go off of straight like best player available in a lot of situations? Absolutely. Uh, I just think if there's a a player up there, uh, you know, you know, I go back to previous drafts, a guy like a perfect example is a guy like C.D. Lamb. It wasn't necessarily on anyone's radar that we would take a, you know, receiver with the first pick. But when a guy like him falls down and we got that type of grade on him, you want to be able to take advantage of that. So uh, uh, we just feel like we're in that situation. We feel, you know, certainly there's uh, positions on the team. Uh, you know, that you want to, uh, you know, beef up, but uh, you don't necessarily have to do it with the first pick or the second pick, uh, you know, or the third pick as far as that goes. There's, uh, you know, we feel like we're going to be able to take uh, care of situations and uh, we'll all, that will ultimately get done throughout the draft. Now, y'all know, I, I, and let me pause that here. I don't side with Stephen Jones a whole lot, but this one I do, like, we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves into a specific pick in round one. As much as I want trenches, right? Those draft ain't over after round one. You know, he, he said it right there. We put ourselves in position and kudos to them. Kudos to the Cowboys. They have put themselves in position to where in that first round at pick 26, I don't have to force myself to take anyone. I can kind of let things play out or I can, if I want to get aggressive, I can do whatever the hell I want to do with that position. So, and I mean, to be honest, I kind of got to trust what they do here in the first round. They've been nailing the first round over the last decade. So I'm not going to really lose sleep, even if it's a guy or a position that, you know, I kind of might've not wanted personally. They are able to sit there at pick 26 and play best player available because they've put themselves in that position. The draft ain't over after the first round. It, you know, contrary to popular belief of Cowboy fans, the draft ain't over in the first round, man. He also went on to talk about, obviously, the biggest position that everybody seems to be talking about for whatever reason, the tight end position, right? Uh, he specifically is going to mention the depth at the tight end position. But, but here's Stephen Jones on losing Dalton Schultz and the feeling that they have right now at tight end. You, you lose a Dalton uh, Schultz. Uh, you know, we drafted, uh, you know, Ferguson last year and got a, ended up with a, uh, you know, a great value in Hendershot. You know, we feel good about that position, but certainly, uh, you know, you'd like to think, and certainly the draft's heavy there, you know, through, uh, you know, the, quite a few players in those top three or four rounds that we think can, you know, be be like a Ferguson or a Hendershot and come in and really help us. Yeah, I think, and he know, and he knows this, and we've been talking about this for quite some time. This this tight end draft is definitely deep in the sense of you can find you some quality guys after the first and second rounds of this draft. He specifically mentions, if you listen there, the first four rounds. Right, that's where they found Ferguson, round four. That's where they found Dalton Schultz round four and even brought up Hendershot as well where they got a Hendershot as an undrafted guy so he's talking about trying to get value in the same way as that so if we're kind of listening to what he's saying and we'll get to we'll get to some of the guys later based off of what 
Dane Bugler was was talking about and hearing based off of what I'm hearing from Steven. There's one guy that they would probably take early, but then there's that cluster of dudes that they are fine waiting for at that position. And honestly, if that is their thought process, if we're going to guess here that that's their thought process, I can live with that. I can understand that based off of what he's actually looking for at the position. And he talks about that in this next clip. They they ask him about traits, right? Like, what are you looking for out of that tight end position? And if it wasn't already known, if we didn't already know based off of who they signed, who they drafted, who they who they have brought in, the history of this franchise over the last decade plus, if not in general, he pretty much lays it out flat out for you to hear. So take a listen to Stephen Jones on what you're looking for in regards to traits at the position. As uh, college football has evolved, it's harder and harder to find the, you know, the quote unquote, we call it the Y tied in, which is the inline uh, guy who can block as well. There's, those are few and far between uh, as we move forward. You certainly see them. Uh, you know, we had a guy around here, Martellus Bennett, uh, you know, who a lot of people said could have, if he wanted to, could have put on weight and been a left tackle, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly had the receiving traits too. But it's hard to find both. And, uh, you know, that's what you're at the end of the day, that's what you'd like to uh, really see. Ferguson's got a shot, you know, to be a real. Uh, efficient blocker as well as a a productive receiver, which is, uh, I think, what makes him uh, have a chance to be unique moving forward. Um, As we look in the draft, you certainly look for a guy who can do both, but you're usually going to see, you know, guys who are, uh, you know, coming out of college who are very productive uh, pass-catching tight ends that you look maybe to get a stalemate on the blocking side of things, but there are guys in this draft uh, you know, who are probably uh, have some strength uh, as a Y in line, but uh, also have some upside as a receiver. So, you know, you got to uh, you got to kind of see, you know, wh- what's available when you pick and uh, what you'd like to see there. So, uh, you know, as I said, you just don't see a lot of those guys who do both. It's rare. It's rare, Cowboys Nation. But but he's showing you exactly what they he's telling you. He's basically telling you there's a couple guys at the top of this draft. We're talking about the Michael Mayers and, and the Darnell Washingtons. Now, he brought up Martellus Bennett, which I thought was funny because Darnell Washington has been getting that comp uh, throughout this draft process. Right. The six foot seven put on people say he could play tackle. You know, he's more known to be a blocking guy known for his blocking prowess with some upside to be a pass catcher, right? That I means he's basically describing a Darnell Washington. Uh, but when you listen to that and then you hear about Dane, this is how I have it. This is what we talked about yesterday. Michael Mayer is their guy. He's probably their only first round graded tight end, if I am had to guess here. And I feel like if, if you go and listen throughout this the rest of this interview here, uh, he actually brings up they have like 15 or so maybe or so first round graded guys. We brought up this example yesterday. If Michael Mayer is their 11th rated guy, 12th rated guy, whatever, and he falls to 26, I don't think I agree with Dane. They probably won't pass on him. They probably will take him. However, I think their contingency plan is Darnell Washington. That's where the thing you know gets a little bit muddy. I'm just guessing. I don't know anything in that in that room. If I had to guess, I would think that they would hope 
he would be there in round two. I don't know that they want to take Darnell in round one. They may have that conversation, but I think Darnell Washington is their contingency plan in round two. But with all that said, he brought up Jake Ferguson. He talked about he has the opportunity to be that guy because he is already viewed as that kind of traditional wide guy that can do a multitude of things. We talked about this before when Kincaid came up. Look, Kincaid's a fantastic receiving threat, but read between the lines with your own franchise. Excuse me. They don't want a wide receiver that's going to play wide receiver. They don't want to play a tight end that's going to play wide receiver all the time. They value having a guy that they can stick in line. They can put in the slot as well. They can move around, do blocking things. They value that uh, very much like a San Francisco values that, right? They, they, they want a guy that can do that. Now, when it comes to that tight end too, we've seen how they've had the tight end too, the Blake Jarwins, right? We've seen them go get, um, rest in peace, Gavin Escobar, Peyton Hendershot. Granny was tight end three, but, but you know what I mean? They don't mind having that move guy. James Hanna was kind of in that similar mode until he developed as a, as a blocking type of tight end. So they don't mind having that receiving threat as their tight end too. But they want a wide. They want a guy that they can do a lot of play action things with. A guy that can get dirty uh, with those tackles and those guards and those linebackers. I think Ferguson is definitely one of those guys. For sure. But if we're going to talk about BPA. If we're going to talk about them staying true. And and giving themselves the ability to draft freely. If Mayer. Or Washington for that matter in round two. Are there. and, And... they are just so far and above the best player on the board. Do not be surprised if that's the pick. Do not be surprised if that's the pick. You definitely don't want to get blocked by Darnell Washington teed up. He said, if you're a corner, do you want to get blocked by Darnell Washington? You don't. You don't. Swain talks about Kincaid's back issue. Yeah, he had to fracture back. Uh, you hope that the, the fracture back is is okay for Kincaid for his for his purposes and, and you hope he goes to a, a system that fits for him because look if Kincaid goes to a team where they're asking Kincaid to to be in line 45 percent of the time that ain't that ain't his game man that ain't his game Dallas says Kincaid will be a perfect fit see he wouldn't According to, I mean, run this back for you. According to Steven and what they look for, he's not a perfect fit for this team. Could you make him fit? Could you use him to his best of his abilities? Yeah, you, the all these guys have talent that you can use to their best of their abilities, but they're not, Kincaid, in my opinion, is not technically a perfect fit for this team based off of what they're looking for. They're looking for a guy that they can not detach all the time. They want a guy in line. Uh, if you go look at Ferguson's inline percentage, he was actually in line a lot, a lot more than uh, you know than you see customarily, right? Uh, you don't really see guys in the 60-70% often. Uh, but you want a guy that, if you want an inline guy, if you want a wide guy, pure wide guy, you want a guy that can at least be in there 40, 45% of the time. Then they're going to be designated slot sometimes too because, yes, they're in the slot, but they're not far detached from the line of scrimmage. But that's technically considered slot. So that's what they're looking for, man. That's what they're looking for. Starter kit Duke says Dallas wants a balanced tight end. Yeah. 
pretty much. All right, let's get to this next clip. Uh, the, the the last clip on on Stephen Jones here. It's not about the tight end situation. It's about Tyler Smith. It seems like he pretty much laid out the plan for Tyler Smith or what they want to do with Tyler Smith. Uh, he mentioned Mike Solari. I almost said a different Mike. Mike Solari. Finally, I've been waiting to hear somebody talk about this guy um, and getting these guys in the building. And he also gave praise to a dude who absolutely needs a damn praise because this franchise, this fans is crazy. But uh, here is Stephen Jones on the offensive line and what they want to do with one Tyler Smith here. You know, I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody would like to think that he's a you know, that we could keep him there at left tackle and have his progression continue, which has, by the way, been uh, just, you know, amazing what he accomplished coming from Tulsa and being able to uh, step in after practicing at left guard virtually uh, all through the preseason and then uh, stepping in uh, for Tyron and and playing the left tackle position as a rookie uh, at such a high level. But, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, I know Mike and Mike Solari and, uh, you know, they, they want the best five guys on the field. And uh, I know here, you know, as as we start here uh, yesterday, start to have our guys in in, uh, in here on a more regular basis uh, that, uh, you know, certainly we'll, we'll see what that combination looks like. So you don't ever rule anything thing out. I do know everybody, you know, deep down would love to think that uh, – we could continue to play Tyler there at the left tackle spot. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Tyler's going to be for that. Tyron was last year uh, volunteering to move over to right tackle. Uh, certainly we got Steele, who's one of our top offensive linemen. Uh, we'll just – Excuse me, Stephen. Can, can you repeat that one more time? What would you say there? Our top offensive lineman. Who? Uh, Who we'll was just that? see how that works out. One more time. Uh, volunteering to move over to right tackle. Uh, certainly, we got Steele, who's one of our oh. top offensive linemen. Because yeah. he uh, is. We'll just see how that works out. I don't think uh, we're totally committed uh, to anything just yet, but at the same time, uh, certainly like the thought process of him, uh, you know, being able to continue to grow as a left tackle. Certainly like the thought process of him continuing to grow as a left tackle. Tyler Smith is your left tackle. So now the focus shifts to left guard. Look, I'm I'm happy that this is actually, if this is what is happening, this gives us some clarity on what they can do, uh, what they should be doing in the draft and moving forward. And, and, it puts Tyron Smith on the goddamn bench. And I don't mean that as if he's, you know, a bad player or nothing like that. It's just that I am not counting on Tyron Smith. Okay? So, look, I like Tyron Smith to be my swing tackle. Great. You just heard what Stephen Jones said about Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele is one of your best offensive linemen. There's no way in hell this guy's going to be some damn swing. So, whatever Jerry Jones is talking about is foo-foo. Terrence Steele is your right tackle. If Terrence Steele's not healthy and not ready, you heard Stephen Jones talk about, you know, Tyron Smith voluntarily moved over to right tackle because he knew, hey, that young man got the left tackle spot. He got the left tackle spot down, Pat. Y'all can continue to let him roll over there. Now, if for some reason this 
the Paris Johnsons, the Broderick Jones, they want to keep him at left tackle. If a top left tackle falls to you and you and they view that top left tackle as a guy to stay at left tackle, then you have the discussion of moving Tyler Smith inside. But right now, he said it twice in there. All you got to do is listen. He said it twice. They want Tyler Smith to play left tackle. That's how they're going to try to attack this thing. Nothing is set in stone, obviously, because the draft has to happen. But And they want to do the best five. But right now, they want Tyler Smith to be their left tackle. Period. And that's all I've asked for is to give him a home. Let him settle in a home. I have a plan for that. If he's going to play left guard, put him at left guard. If he's going to play left tackle, put him at left tackle. But this snip, snap, back and forth thing, this musical chairs up front, I don't think that is that is great for your offensive line and the cohesion and the you know the 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 one is better than five type of mantra. Figure this thing out. Now they may say, look, we'll figure it out after the draft, and that's fair. But I like that they have a plan for Tyler Smith, and, and I'm hoping that this plan doesn't get altered with another injury or something crazy. What happened last year? So there you have it, Cowboys Nation. Stephen Jones, in rare form, actually saying some some things that I can get by. No, but seriously, um, shout out to 105.3 The Fan. Uh, there's a KC masterpiece, something like that. Shout out to them for the audio. I thought they, uh, they asked some good questions. They asked some really good questions. He also went on to talk about C.D. Lamb and his contract extension. Uh, he talked about Dak Prescott and, and the Jalen Hurts situation and their contracts. It looks like C.D. Lamb is definitely, you know, something that they're trying to get done uh, at some point. But they they understand they got the fifth year option. You you can kind of get that sense with Stephen Jones. Hey, we got that fifth year. We, I ain't tripping. We'll talk to him, but I ain't tripping. Let's get here into this chat. Uh, Trip Ace is always fighting with somebody in here. What is what, going on? Collins had no business starting over still. Oh, that's a couple years ago. See here. So what are we fighting about now today? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what Steven says about tight end, I believe we're going Mayor or Washington at tight end. Yeah, uh, I, I that's probably their top two choices. Just a matter of where. I think Mayor round one, and this is just a pure guess, Washington in round two. They would love Washington to be round two. Will he be there? Eh, that's a different discussion. I want to know how, what's going to be, Brandon in the building. I need somebody to come out and ask these general managers, what's, what is their feeling on uh, Washington? My God, Darren, what are you talking about? Uh, Let's see here. With all the, Starter Kid says, with all the, the good DTs in NFC East, we have to be strong at left guard for sure. Uh, We've seen what happened to Connor Williams was there. Tyler would be perfect for us at left guard. Tyler would be great left guard, I think. Problem is, he has a higher potential and value at left tackle. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it is a problem. I I, I love the fact that Tyler has that ability, but I love the I love it even more if I love the fact that he can play one position full time. But I would love it even more if they decided, hey, this is what you're going to do. Uh, man, I gotta get Duke on here, but I can't imagine having a guy. In his first two years, go back and forth as much as it sounds like y'all want him to go back and forth. Like, pick a side. What he did in year one was great. No doubt about 
I thought that was fantastic. You don't want him to do that two and three years into his career, especially if that's your first round pick. You you kind of got to know by the time you get to year three or four, hey, is this guy worth investing in at that position? Is it worth it? I think that, so Trip Aces is arguing with me today. I think that Lindstrom and Forniak are just reserve bums. Uh, Lindstrom and Forniak are reserves. I'm not going to go as far as bums. That's, I'm not going to do that. If that's what you think, that's fine. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to call those guys bums. But does anybody in their right mind with any sense of this team that follows this team closely or follows those two players, are you not drafting a specific position or player because of Lindstrom and Forniak? No. Lindstrom and Forniak are exactly that. Reserves. In fact, they're reserve reserves, if we're being completely honest here. So what is your what is your gripe here? You always in this chat whining and crying about something. So now you whining and crying because I'm not putting Lindstrom and Forniak on a pedestal? What are we doing? They went out and signed Chimo Doga. You know? Lindstrom was a practice squad guy. What are we talking about here? We didn't draft Lindstrom. It, it was Lindstrom was signed as an undrafted free agent. And you're talking about as a McClay special. Now you, you did say something like this before about Lindstrom and and, and and Linderbaum. Did you hear what Will McClay had to say about Linderbaum? Huh? He actually talked down his size because of what he saw was happening in the division with the defensive tackle. So he didn't prop up Lindstrom and his, his being a lightweight guy at the center position. Lindstrom is just, he's here. Let's, let's let him compete and see what he does. He's a center, by the way. I don't know why he's even being brought up in here, but Let's see what happens with him. But I'm not about to be like, hey, we got Lindstrom and Fornyak. I'm not drafting a center or guard. Or I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring those positions. Give me a break. What are we doing? Tino said that's how much they think about him. I mean, yeah. We're talking about an undrafted center that played on the practice squad all year. What, you have no idea what he's going to be. We haven't seen him in, in real games in the NFL to even judge that. We're we're hoping here. Definitely picking up an undrafted tight end, says CJ. David wants to go get hot. I mean, shit, I mean everybody wanna go get D hot. <laughs> hey Shaq, do you mind if I use that? Here we go. Have you been feeling emotional lately? With whining and crying, call Boston Scientific. We make sure your wine's less and her wine's more. <laughs> I love that. ED can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships, guys. If you've tried pills or any other potential solution and it has not worked, there is hope. Take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor. Click the ad to learn more. There is a permanent satisfying solution to treat ED. Visit edcure.org, get the facts, find a urologist who can offer treatment options when others do not work. Again, that's edcure.org, sponsored by Boston Scientific. 
I might have to steal that one, Shaq. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. <laughs> Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. That was fantastic. One thing I can guarantee about next Thursday. It don't matter who the pick is, boy, oh boy. Cowboys Nation is going to burn it down Seth Rollins style. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. Me and Flitz will be here breaking it down. Though. I think we're going to come on around pick 15. We're going to review the top half of the draft. Talk about what's still available. See where the Cowboys may go. And then once that pick happens, get ready. Get ready. Appreciate the trips. You know how I be. Uh, let's get. I don't know which one we got today, y'all. I don't know if this is Magic City. I don't know if this is Money Marv. I don't, you know. Let's find out. Magic City Marv. What's goody? What up, Steve? What? I'm listening. I'm listening to your boy, the one you turn up on the uh, chat. Yeah, he be complaining all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trips, 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 trips can get it. He, he, he can let you know how he feels sometimes. You know, talking about uh, undrafted center, unbelievable. Marv, you now, Marv. Now look, we look. I can get on trips about that, but you can't, because Marv, you 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 love to tell us about all the ITT Tech Hall of Famers. Marv, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just want to, uh, you know, whoever they draft, I'm cool. I, I'm not even tripping because they better than me. So they've been watching tape, thousands hours of tape. They know who's strong. They know who's going to be ready. And whoever they draft, especially in the guard room or tackle, your boy Duke is taking over. I know they they working with Duke. I got to give them credit for that. That's good. Yeah. If yeah. I was if, if I was Dallas, I would try to find a way to kind of give him some consultant bread. Uh, but but Duke really loves having that flexibility to be his own. And and, and I don't blame him. You know, I don't know a lot of people yeah. ask him if he wants to be a coach. He's he's like he's emphatically saying no. I have more freedom to do yeah, what I yeah. want to do this way. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But uh all the people vote to him every year. And uh I hope that one guy go to him because everybody be tearing him up. Ball. Huh. I hope he's there. If he don't go there, shame on him. That's shame on him. If he's not working out with Duke every day, shame on him. Or somebody, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other yeah. offensive line guys out there. Uh, Brandon from Trench uh, Warfare is another, uh, you know, O line, D line guy. So. You know, he definitely should be working on his craft for sure because that seat is in Fuego. Yeah, because uh, it's another big guy. Who's that? Is that is that that big? Uh, if y'all, uh, if you listen to the show, hanging with the boys, uh, Nate 
Nate, Nate Newton. is cold blooded, man. Oh my god. Oh, Nate Newton, the six time Pro Bowler, you know, three time Super Bowl champion. Nate know what he's talking about. Nate know what he's talking about. That's why y'all gotta listen to that show. Yesterday, Nate was like, he showed the picture. He called him Big Ugly. He not, he's not trying to call him ugly, but he called him Big Nasty. That big white boy from Idaho, that guard. Not with familiar. The long hair. What's his name? Oh my god. I can't think of thing. I was gonna tell you to look it up. Go, somebody go got after it. You. Somebody got it in the chat. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, go watch the uh, Hang with the Boys show with Nate and see what he said. He gonna show the picture of the guy and that guy. He's that. He said, "Man, if they don't drop this guy, it, that's the guy Nate won't nasty at that car spot. Just destroy. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Cody. Yeah, Cody. Yeah. Oh, he's from North Dakota State, brother. Yeah, no. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like Cody Mount. Yeah, yeah. Sure. How big is he? He's not a huge guy. I think he's sub three ten, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, he's kind of a little, little lighter, but um, he nasty though. <laughs> yeah. So any one of them guards from UCLA, the guard from South Carolina. Uh, him or yeah, he's about three, a little over three hundred. I'd be happy for one of them tackles. But just like you say, uh, if B. John fall to him, I won't be mad. But there's so many halfbacks, like I said. But the, the main key that everybody keep talking about, I don't want no receiver, man. Yeah, you called in. I think you called in Vacha show, and you were saying now nah, you out on receiver, and you definitely out on Quentin Johnson. So I remember that one. Yeah, I don't want to receive either one of them. Have back the tight end Myers, or and it's I like all the tight ends y'all was saying. You get them in the second or third, I'll be happy. But it's like you say though, they like the Georgia tight end. I want I want somebody that can block. I want to make sure my running game is on point. Yeah, it sounds like they want somebody that can can that has some blocking ability too. Uh, let me let me give Lunda Wells some props though, or is it Lunda? I always get it. I, I I never can say his name right. Um, Peyton Hendershot you know, was is not a guy that 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 is was a blocker coming out, and I wouldn't say he was a great blocker this year. But Peyton Hendershot so showed so much improvement in the blocking department. Um, yeah, he be a witness. Yeah, and and half and half of it has to do with the will. Right? Like you have to want to, and that's the thing about Darnell Washington, like. He is not a refined blocker, but he is a. I, I want to block. I want to put one of these, de, you know, defensive tackles through the dirt, offensive tackles through yeah. the dirt. I want to take one of these yeah. little cornerbacks and drive them out of bounds, right? Like he wants to do it. So you know, a lot of that is is about the the mental aspect. And you saw that with Peyton. Like Peyton really put it all in to do it because he knew this is how I got to get on the field. So shout out to to Lunda or Lunda. And if they do take say a Laporta or. Uh, a Wiley or one of these kind of pass catching guys in, in day two or three to draft. He, at least he showed with Peyton that, you know, if you got the mentality to want to, we can get somewhere. Yeah. Cause I just want us to get, cause you know, they're going to drop the alignment. Everybody know that, but sure I, that and the so. D tackle, they favorite D tackle is the Wisconsin D tackle. Yeah. Ben. They love him. Yeah. That's who I want. How you know they love him? How you know they love him? Man, they love Ben, man. That's that's a you remember that's the one y'all was talking about. I kept telling you, if you watch the tape, 
He know how to penetrate. He penetrates. Yeah, but how you he know? Like how you know they love him? I, I like him. I like him. How you know they love him? I just got a feeling they okay. love that guy. Gotcha. You know, but if they, I ain't gonna hate on uh, Mozzie. They can train him too. Whoever they Quinn get, yeah. they gonna, you know, he's gonna put that. Go tell teach him. You know what I'm saying? So if they get somebody, I'm not gonna be mad. But I ain't gonna be on here. Like you just on your uh, chat and everybody crying. Just like you said, after the show, they're going to call in your show and piss in a little, like a little tangent, like a kid. And they don't know no, they don't know nothing about drafting. They don't know what they're talking about. And I know last year, me and me, like you said, all the players on there was cussing y'all out when they picked Tyler Smith. I seen them. Well, well Mar, look, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not. I'm I'm not saying that they can't have their emotions to the pick, right? Like I'm j- I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. Whatever the pick is, the the initial reaction is going to be burn this place down probably, and and that's fine. Oh, they you don't know? But they but but and that's cool. They can then call in. Let's talk about it. Why you didn't like the pick and things like that. But but yeah, and you know, look, I don't want the receiver, but if they drive receiver, I just got to deal with it. I got to cheer him on, and hope he come on and. At least give me six, seven hundred yards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? I, I appreciate you coming down from three one thousand yard undrafted receivers that you, you you was talking about last year. You remember that? Yeah. 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 But but now, like we said, they in that West Coast, they get to run real routes. Yeah. They, they ain't no excuses. Me and you'll be at that camp. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna see who's gonna turn it out. Yeah. Nobody gonna turn it out. I, I think you know, in closing here, Marv. I think in camp, we're gonna see a revitalized energy from this receiving room. I do. Um, oh my god! I gotta kind of think back, but but you, I think you you saw some kind of unsureness down there with a lot of the young guys. Um, I don't think there was a lot of energy from that position, really, outside from a CD Lamb. But I think you're going to see a difference in energy because it's going to be easier for these guys, man. But oh my god. And it's gonna make the cornerback room. Uh, All right, well, we gonna stick to the receivers, better. but pre- appreciate you, Marv. Yes, sir. Good show, man. Salute. Salute. Marv, try to sneak them cornerbacks in there, but we be talking to Marv for twenty five minutes. <laughs> try to. Snap. I saw you. I caught you. I'm on to your game, Marv. I'm on to your game. Look, don't don't let Marv don't let Marv tear y'all. I'm going I'm going to be emotional about the pick too. I'm not, I am not. I'm not saying when I say we, I'm including myself. If it's a pick I don't like, I'll probably burn this place down too for for a few seconds. But then I have to, you know, be rational here, be objective, and then we talk about how this fits and, and whatnot. But uh yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun Thursday, regardless. You know. When the state of the cowboy fans, when we all get in our bag, boy, woo, it gets heated. Um, let's get to a couple more callers here. We got seven eight six, then five five nine, and we'll wrap it up. What's up, seven eight six? Welcome to the show. Oh, it's me. You hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, what's up, man? What's up, man? I'll be watching your show here and there, man. Oh, thank you. Just like you know, I'll be putting in on YouTube, and I've seen like about like three podcasts and shit. But I've one. I remember I tried to call this one time, but I couldn't. Couldn't get in. Connect. I guess I called too late. 
You in now, but, um, You in now. Appreciate you calling in. Yeah, I'm in now. I'm in now. That's all that matters, man. The pick is in, you know? So, um, <laughs> the pick is in. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> the pick is in. What I was going to tell you is um, I was with the other guy, whatever his name was. Um, we, I, don't feel, I feel like we don't need receiver because I feel like we got receivers now that we're Brandon Cooks. Sure. Um, and it's like, yeah, last year it looked like we, we just had C.D. Lamb. You know, Gallup was, like, weak as hell because he just, he just coming off a little injury. And then Schultz was, like, a little safety, whatever, like, you know, for Dak. And then once we lost Pollard in the playoffs, <clears throat> we didn't really have no running game because, you know, Zeke is, like, washed up. I mean, you know, you see it in the workouts. He looked fast as fuck. And then when, when he show up in game time, he's slow as hell. So, um... Really, what I want them to go with the first pick, if they were to go, if they were to go, I'll say like if they get a B. John Robinson, I'll be happy Ooh. with that. If they get a, a Jameer Gibbs, I'll be happy with that. But if they don't get those two players, then I think it will be smart for them to go. Um, I think they will go if somehow Nolan Smith falls. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but if somehow he falls or like we get um. Like a tight end, like I'll say the uh, out of all three tight ends, Kincaid. I like Kincaid because you know Kincaid look like Travis Kelsey. I don't know, I don't know if it's just me, but he looked like Travis Kelsey. Michael Mayer looks like Jason. Yeah, Michael Mayer looks like Jason Witten, and then this Darnell Washington um kid. He just he looks too big. Like yeah, he is good to be big, but not too. I feel like he's gonna be injury prone. So I don't even feel like he, we uh, we should really waste the pick first round. I think maybe second round oh, if no. he's there, but nah. So, I don't think um so if you, we if we do get a tight end late round though, I'll say Laporta. I feel like he will fall though, you know. And it's good though. He he's um he, he came out of where Kettle came out of. Um, all these motherfuckers, Kettle, um, Kettle, Hawkinson, um, Hawkinson, yeah, exactly. No so all those. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. All those tight ends came from there. So, you know, we're going to, that's good. You know, if they coming out of there, he should be good to go. But if, <clears throat> if yeah. we don't get a running back, then I want a tight end. I feel like that's like the right pick. But um, in the second round, <clears throat> if we do end up getting that running back, uh, I want a tight end in the second round. So, like, vice versa. We get a tight end in the first round, I want a running back second round. And then the third round, I want, um, the TCU O line, the Avila, Avila. Yeah, you think Avila's yeah, gonna I be there in him. the third? I think he'd probably be there in the second. Yeah. I don't know about third, but that's the, the. I'm saying like vice versa. Like let's say we were to go O line first, uh, first round, and we go um, we go um, tight end the second round. I want the third round. You seen this running back? Um, what's his name? I've been watching his highlights. Uh, they call him. Let me see. It's Lottom. Uh, Aji, Ag, Aj, Ag. He he played he played for um for Texas A and M number six. Oh, A chain. Boy, that motherfucker fast. That motherfucker four <laughs> three. I swear, like that motherfucker gonna do some shit. You know, yeah, some speed. A, a, a chain is he got that track speed, man. He 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 little jitterbug, but he got that track speed, brother. Motherfucker move fast as fuck. I I just feel like, bro, like Boy. I don't know. I just feel like we need a electric. I feel like we're not electric. Like I feel like the Eagles are so electric, and I feel like that's the only team we gotta be worried about. I don't feel like Washington will do shit. I don't feel like New York gonna be on it. What they just got Waller. Like they're not really on that. 
So I don't know. I just feel like our real competition is the Eagles, and yeah, the only way we gonna beat the Eagles is the electric. We don't we don't have electricity from last year. That shit was trash. That that shit looked trash. I mean, what what what? I, I feel. Had CD. I feel. We're what's your name? What's right? your name, bro? Am I wrong? I don't know. That's what I was no, watching. I don't know. You're not wrong. What's your name? Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Frankie. Well, well, Frankie, I agree with you, man. In a sense, uh, we need some more electricity. We need some more, you know, speed, juice, or what have you. We saw what happened when the Cowboys lost their speed guy, their juice guy in the playoffs. So I'm all about getting some more, okay. some more juice uh, on this offense. But look, Frankie, appreciate the call, man. Uh, you've been waiting to get up in here. You got up in here, though, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, can, can I ask you one more thing though? What's what's your uh, take on the? I, I didn't really, I haven't been uh, keeping up with your show and stuff as far as right. like uh, what you think as far as like a mock draft, like for round uh, one, two, and three. So, so what I usually try to do is one mock draft with the nation, with the fans. So next week we'll probably do a mm-hmm. mock draft together. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that show, and um, that way you can see who exactly who we pick in those first. We usually do like a four round mock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have an out for yourself, like without I, the fans. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I could, I do, I can do, I'll do one for me, right? And then I'll do one with you guys. Is what I'm saying. I don't do a bunch. I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't do a whole bunch of mock drafts and all that. I don't do that. I like to do it, you know, one or two times, and then that be that. Because half the time I'm, I'm spending that time frame looking at the players and whatnot, trying to make sure I come on here and know what the hell I'm talking about when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Man, all right, man. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to get a little like uh, snippet of, of exactly of who would you go with first pick if you were. I tell you this. Year, if you were Jerry, you go first pick. I tell you this. I'm it's I'm right. about them trenches. So you know, if I get me one of those top offense linemen that fall to me, I'm taking one, and and I'm not ruling out linebacker either. So, so it may not. I don't. The, oh, speaking about linebacker, you know Drew Sanders. That motherfucker, man. God damn, motherfucker, that white motherfucker. Mm, I like God, I like Drew Sanders. Someone. That motherfucker is nice, ain't he? All right, Frank, let me let me yeah, let you go, he, brother. I got some more callers on the line. Right, man. I'm getting all excited and shit. It, it's hey, it's draft away, season. Man. It's Cowboys football. I feel you. I love the passion, man. Yeah, man. All right, man. Much love, man. Keep keep it going, man. Keep it going, man. Salute. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Boy, I, I brought up that linebacker. He said, oh, that mother Drew Sanders, a mother I feel you. I like Drew Sanders. And I'm not ruling him out in the first round. All right? Prolo, this is now A to Z featuring Frankie. Frankie mother <laughs> Hold on. Ah, I should have saved it. I would have saved you in there as that, too. I would have saved you in there as that. Man, look, y'all passionate. And I love the passion. I will never, ever, ever be upset with the passion here. Uh, we just gotta, we gotta figure out the time frame though, right? Like we gotta be mindful, but, um, Hey, phone lines open every day. So if you can't get it all in, in one, in one morning, I don't, I don't mind talking to y'all the, the next morning or whatnot. So definitely call back Frankie after the draft, right? And, or next week when we get the, the mock draft situation going and we can wrap, man. Definitely gave me a little bit of the short dog vibes, uh, vibes bands for sure. All right, let's get to the last caller here, a 559. What's good? Hey, man, this is Professor X again. Professor, throw up the X. What's good? Hey, man. Uh, Put that in. I just want to, uh, Still feel dirty. I'm sorry, Professor your, O. I feel dirty calling him that, but what's good? I just want to know your opinion and the, you know, the fam in the chat. Um, 
What do you think we should do with Dak, man? Should we extend him? Should we, uh, you know, give him another year to see what he could do? Because, you know, uh, next year, I think uh, it's $50 million against the cap, I think. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, if it's for 50 something million on a cap next year. I don't think they'll, it'll ever be that the, the, the answer here is extend him to lower the cap. I think that's what they, they want to do. Um, when that will happen, that'll honestly probably be up to Dak's team. You know, you, he's not upset what just happened with Jalen, Jalen hurts. And then you got Herbert who's next and then Burrow and obviously Lamar Jackson, He's in the driver's seat right now. There, there's really not no rush for him. You know, if they elect not to do it, and he goes out and he balls out, that that money's just gonna go through the roof. Um, the days of getting a quarterback, not even just a franchise quarterback, right? Like because at this point, there are maybe you know ten of those. But then you got the Daniel Joneses of the world who are getting forty plus. So the days of trying to get you a serviceable quarterback that can start for you for, you know, three to five years under $30 million are over. So I think it'd be best for them to get out in front or if they don't want to play that game, they want to play the, well, let's just wait and see game. That's cool. You know, they can go ahead and wait and see, uh, but they wait, they wait and saw before and it cost them some money. So, you know, they, they got a decision that they got to make. I'm, I'm more on the extend them side, but Dallas has a big, big decision to make here. Right. All right, man. Thank you. Love your show. Appreciate you, Professor X. Yeah. You know, Dak chilling. <laughs> you know, Dak is, is absolutely chilling. He's saying thank you for getting me Brandon Cooks. You know, I don't think he's saying thank you for Kellen because he that's his boy, right? That's his homeboy. But I think he will be thanking McCarthy when it's all said and done. Um, and he has a very efficient type of year. Now, it all depends how they want to grade this thing, right? Like if he goes out here, they go 13 and 4 and 12 and 5 again, and he's 4,537 touchdowns, 10 picks again. But then we go in the division round and lose again. That's a conversation they probably gonna to have to have. But oh boy, if he has that season and we get to the, the the bowl or we get to the NFC championship game, yesterday's price is not today's price. He will 100 percent reset whatever market. Lamar, Burrow, Hurts. Whomever, Herbert, whatever these guys, going to reset that market, man. So I, you know, and I think that got to give a little bit here too. You know, we did four years last time. I, I, I would like to see them do a little bit longer. You know, that way we can kind of spread this thing out longer, and it helps. And I think he would be willing. I think the first time was more of a look, man. Y'all had me for four years on pennies. You, you didn't want to extend me. Uh, you extended the right tackle and a, a, a linebacker with a bum knee and a guy who held out of camp. Uh, and then you tagged me after winning the playoff game. And then you did it again. You know, I broke my knee. You tried to do it. You did it again, but then we eventually got something, something together. But look, they, they, they gotta, they gotta figure this out. And it sounds like they, they want them there, but it takes two to tango. I think there's going to have to be some compromising on both sides. That's all. Got to be some compromise. But Dak is not, he ain't rushing. I don't think he's rushing right here. All right, let's get to, we're in this uh, call. For a for a short show, for a, not a lot going on in the world show, this was good, man. And I appreciate y'all. Uh, fun calls, good chat. 
and hope y'all dug today's show. Now let's get into these super chats. I did not read the one earlier from Towboat Ty. Appreciate the Towboat. Super chat. He said, we need a guard in the first couple rounds. We have weapons already. What's the point in having five swords and no shield? Protect. Protect that. Hold on. Wait a minute, Towboat. You, you can't just be dropping bars like that. What's the point in having five swords and no shield? I like that. Protect Dak and he will strike. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. There's gonna, we're going to talk about Dane's draft on Friday, but there's no, there's no way me personally, Skywalker still doing this draft. I'm in the room. I'm leaving out of that top three, top 100, but definitely top three without a guard. You can say, well, Sky, you window dressing or you read, you, you re- whatever the hell you want to call it. At some point, I'm getting me a plug and play guard in them top three rounds. Period. So I'm with you, tell. We don't wipe them three or four. Shout out to Chris. Super chat. Draft an offensive guard. Draft the offensive guard from Lafayette or Brian Burris. I think, I think he's trolling a little bit here, but uh, appreciate the donation there Chris man what a bar what a bar uh even only one guard we better pray nobody gets hurt now Danny even if they draft three guards that doesn't guarantee anything you know doesn't guarantee anything uh Mr. Bernie says protect Dak and we go to the Super Bowl I'll clip that one professor up no, I don't think that's the only thing you got to do to get to the Super Bowl. I, I, there's so many things. I think we might be a little bit detached because we ain't been to the bowl. <laughs> we, we're a bit detached in reality. There's no one thing that happens that you get to the Super Bowl. A lot of things have to come together to get to the Super Bowl. Protecting Dak, though, it's a starter. That's an absolute starter. You know, it'd be, it'd be, be wise to do so. Yeah, Frankie was a good call. What, uh, Professor O, send me the clip you want me to cut up. I got you. Let's see here. Roller. No, no, no. Appreciate the smoke, 14. He said, love today's show, man. We needed that laugh. If Look, if you come in here, we can get you a little laugh. You can, you know, you can engage with the fans, chat it up with me, and, and you left this show feeling good. I done did my job, man. Whether it's 100 people, 10 people, 1,000 people, I did my job. Chris says, Zay Flowers, Downs, and Addison all seem to be slot receivers only. Not Zay. Zay's, he's short, though, but, but Zay played a lot outside. I do, I do agree with, with Downs uh, and Addison. Addison, both of those guys kind of primarily played in the slot. Uh, Addison's slight, and I worry about him at the line of scrimmage, but he's not too small that he can't play out there, but he is slight, though. Brian Breesy, is that what you're saying? Drafting offensive guard from Lafayette or Brian Breesy? Are you not trolling? My bad, my bad, Chris. If you're not trolling, uh, Brian Breesy, I really want to know how they feel about him. I really do want to know how they feel about him because again, he still reminds me of a of a, of a three techie type. And you're you're hoping you get the old Brian Breesy, not the Brian Breesy that got two, you know, knee pad, knee, knee whatever you want to call them things on and the ACL and all that stuff, but. I'm a 
I'm not, you know, Danny love Brian. I'm a Brian Breesy guy later, you know, but but there's a couple other three techs I like better. The Benton to the world. I'll take Mozzie over him. Uh, Cancy. I'd rather those guys right now in, instead of banking on hoping I get the Brian Breesy of old. You say you're trolling Danny? Gotcha. The knee brace, yeah. Yeah, Zay, Zay is not your average slot guy. He's not, you know, he's not. That's why he played a little bit on the outside. He got bunnies and he plays so much bigger than his, his size. Like to me, if we're going to take a receiver in round one, this little bit of the, the bias in me, and I got to acknowledge my biases. Zay Flowers is my guy. They're not going to do it, but Zay Flowers is my guy. Jarvis Landry. I don't know about putting us in the Super Bowl, Nick, but I like Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I agree, Professor. O. All right. Good stuff today, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate y'all for holding it down with me on a slow news day here where we talked about one Stephen Jones and, and some quality things he had to say. You know, look, I'll give him a whole lot of crap, but I got I'm only right. It's only right. If, if there's things that they do that they do well, that I acknowledge that too. And the same can be said about their interviews. Because I think their interviews are trash for the most part. But I thought he said some quality things in there. Uh, run this back if you missed it. Tomorrow, I'm sorry, later on, we'll be on with Vach. Uh, and then Mo will be back on A to Z Sports Primetime today. Hit that like button if y'all enjoyed today's show. Sub if you're new here, you just popped in. Maybe you like Frankie. You only caught a couple of these shows. And you're like, man, I like what's going on here. Hit that sub button. Be a part of the bomb squad bomb squad by the way i'm working on i hate to even say merch because i don't i don't know if it's going to turn into merch we'll see but i'm i'm i got all these tees coming i'm about to i'm about to go full black uh pat mcafee about to get a whole bunch of black tees i'm just be rocking a bunch of black tees but i'm trying to get some of the sayings on these tees and whatnot and uh, we'll see. We'll see how they look. And if and if y'all like them, I will try to give some of those away. I hate to use the term "open up merch." I'm not really trying to make no money off of selling merchandise. But if y'all like them, and and, and there's a way to get them to y'all where it ain't gonna cost me an arm and a leg, we'll figure it out. All right. But I'll keep y'all posted on that one though. With that said, we're gonna press this button. Hey, Professor Professor Rose said, I want a Boston Scientific shirt with that quote. Yo. I might actually just make the damn shirt. Forget, I can't say that. Shout out to Boston Scientific. Appreciate them as our sponsors. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. Frankie only caught a few of those motherfucking shows. <laughs> what a call. It is what it is. It is what it is. Bomb squad!